Miss Red? How are y'all doing this evening? Thank y'all so much for joining me on today's show. I am so excited. I have a phenomenal person that I have had the joy of meeting. We actually both attended um, a local event that was here um, in Emerson at Lake Point. It was the sex trafficking event. And I had some amazing people. Uh, Kevin and Christy introduced me to Mr. John Daniels. Let's all give Mr. Daniels a warm welcome. And I'm so glad that we have him in the building. <laughs> now, I'm so excited because when I met Mr. Daniels, he just come out being his authentic self. So, you guys, as I know, y'all will be in the chat. Um, so, you know, y'all know what to do on this show. Don't act brand new. I do not want to hold Mr. Daniels because it's so much that I want to talk with him and unpack. But I do want to start off and let you know that here on this show, as my audience already know, that we always welcome anybody that we interview or anyone that's on the panel. Y'all always show love. Y'all always show respect. Here's my slogan. I want y'all to embrace the misunderstood and help us in every message unveil a story. My mission is to rewrite the script and dismantling misunderstandings. My gap get caught sometimes and it just starts twisting stuff. Mr. Daniels, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Mr. Daniels, so this is your first podcast. Yes. How you feeling? I feel good. Awesome. We're just having conversations. That's right. I am so glad and thank you, sir, for taking your time out because I know that you're about to go and do what you do amazing and be um, active and an advocate in the community. Um, can you tell um, the audience about yourself, Mr. Daniels, like where you from, what you do, just like kind of give them like a icebreaking moment about who you are. Okay. Well, I'm John Daniels. I'm originally from Atlanta. I was born at Grady. Um, I have three siblings. I'm the oldest of my siblings. Now, I do have a blended family with stepsisters and things of that sort, but I do have brothers and sisters that we are a blended family. I have a total of six kids, six grandkids, been married three times. Um, third time's charm, as it will always say. Um, grew up in Atlanta. Um, Southeast Atlanta, exact. Um, my mother was a single mom. I'm, me and my dad still have a good relationship. Um, but the one thing I learned about being a single mom, it is a trying because I'm a young man. And uh, being in the city of Atlanta, you have a lot of distractions. That's being a young man. But one thing my mom always did was make time talking to me. And um, I value that because we had heart to heart conversations. Those heart to heart conversations did save me a lot of trouble in life. And um, it allowed me to see the world in a different prospect. And I say that because a lot of young men that I grew up with are not here today. And we all grew up in a single parent household. And a lot of us made some decisions that cost our life. But my mom did give me some guidance in life about rules. Mm. And rules are you have to respect others. And you have to be careful who you hang with. And you have to be careful who you talk to. And I say that now because I'm 49 years of age. And by being 49 years of age, I look at things as more. I'm at a humble state of life because I'm half a century. And when you're young, you take things for granted. But as you get older, you start counting the days before you. Like, man, I made it through this. I made it through that. You know, um, 
I just say a lot of things, you know, drug epidemics and AIDS and gang violence, a lot of things that takes the black community out, but also enhances us. And I say enhances us because it's education. And the education is you got to pass on to someone else to protect them from the same decisions you had to make. Um, I went in the military, didn't stay long because I got injured. But I learned a lot about the military because the military taught me how to be respectful towards other men. Mm, um, being in a black community, we don't see men in a positive sense because a lot of us come from single parent households and we get one side of the story, which is most times going to be our mom. And thank God my mom wasn't negative about my dad. Mm-hmm. But I know my mom was hurt by my dad because they got divorced. Gotcha. But my great grandmother instilled in my mother, do not hate their father because that's their father. And you lay with his father and you're going to have his kids. So I'm glad my mom did not despise my father, even though they separated and they got divorced. Because I hear a lot of things negative about so many men, but we're still having kids by us. And by having kids by us, we're creating a system of deficiencies, which is single parent households. You can't raise a man or a daughter because they're getting one side of you. Yes. And, um, we, we criticize the system, but we create the system. We create these rules for ourselves because what we do, we wait on somebody else to direct our path. But all somebody's doing is looking on the outside of our situation, not looking on the inside. And I say that because when I went to high school, girls were having babies at age 14, but get on the welfare system because they saw their mom doing the same thing. Wow. So they were hustling the system for a better life. But guess what happened? It becomes a repeat effect. Now, city of Atlanta, you don't have any more projects. But now you have Section 8, but you got all these women staying in hotel rooms with their children. And all these young men are growing up confused because now they're like they demasculating themselves to fit in their household. They can't be men because they don't see a man. If they do see a man, they call him uncle. Woo! And I want to change that. And it's not going to happen overnight, but I want to change it myself. Yes, I do pay child support. Yes, I've been married three times, but I take accountability. Do I see my kids? No. Reason why I don't see my kids because I want to argue and fight with their mom. Now I'm going to go to jail for um, domestic violence. So I had to keep my distance, but I do pay my child support. Has it been easy? No. But that's why I started doing life insurance, Medicare. I took a different route because we all go through situations in life, but we have to be accountable for our behavior. And do everybody like you for being uh, correct? Or wrong? No. Sometimes you're gonna be alone on these journeys, and I've learned as I got older. Mm. Woo, man! What an explosive! I mean, that's the podcast, but I know that you're gonna let me ask you some questions. Man, shout out to such truth and honesty and transparent because that's what it's about over here on the Miss Red Show, and I'm Mm. so grateful that you're coming out already knocking down myths, debunking narratives and bringing out nothing but truth and honesty. Um, I'm glad that you were honest about the child support and you know, not even wanting to deal with the, the drama that um, typically comes up with dealing with a lot of, um, you know, bitter women. Because we talked about on my show a couple of uh, last weekend, not all women are innocent. We mm-hmm. ignore what women are doing. We ignore mm-hmm. how they have an active man trying to be involved in the child's life. And mm-hmm. because they have not healed, 
they begin to hinder and block what the man trying to do. So you understand exactly how that feels. Oh yeah. I mean, I have, uh, I have six kids total, but I have a blended family. Um, I have three kids in my second marriage. I have one daughter in my first marriage and I had to make a decision. It wasn't the best decision because when I got married, you always think you're going to have the best of both worlds. You know, you and your spouse going to work out and everything. But everybody started raising the same capacity of marriage. Um, like a lot of times when I dated, a lot of women I dated were single moms. And my mom always told me, don't date a woman with kids. And I didn't understand it until I got older because you cannot correct somebody else's child. Okay. And being a man, everyone's not going to see you as, a, a, as an authority in a household. Now, you may better pay the bills. But you ain't gonna correct my child because one, that's not your being. That's someone else being. And what you may have instilled in your household, I mean, I work in my household. So there's rules in life. And you gotta keep in mind, we talk about police brutality. Police police um police brutality is stealing weight from a man. See, a lot of us don't know how to respect a man. So if you see a, a see an authority come your way. Most times you're gonna already be apprehensive, combative, and aggressive because you never saw a man correct another man. You always heard your mom correcting a man. And yeah. most times, if a mom corrects a man, guess what? She got other men standing behind her reinforcing it. Like I have a sister. If she called me right now and said, Hey, my boyfriend beat my butt, which I'm old and I wouldn't do that. Hey, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna take my sister's side, even though it can be a lie. I'm gonna take my sister's side because that's my little sister. Mm-hmm. Now she's in her feelings and her emotion because she's mad at her boyfriend because he may not took out trash or he want to play video games, but that's between them. But my sister's gonna tell me, Hey, he hit me, he did this. Guess what? Me and my brother gonna pack up in the car and go out and handle that. But the downside of it is we're going against another man on one side of the story. Mm, that's good, that's real good. And and since you proposed that, what is something that you would say? Um just with you being an activist in the community, um, what has been your biggest concern for our community dealing with our community? What is your biggest concern? Sex education. Oh, break that down. What do you mean by that? Well, we like to have sex and we like to do everything, but we want to be accountable for the behavior that it creates. For example, most of our children having sex at age 12 to 14. Most girls are having a period at nine to 12. They're not having sex with somebody at their age. They're having sex with somebody much older than them. They're looking for guidance. Mm. And most of the person they're having sex with is much older, more experienced, and more manipulative over them. You know, you have a nine to 12 year old calling a young man uncle, mm. but he's your boyfriend. Well, you assume that he would not touch your daughter, but you don't realize you're not taking the time talking to your daughter because you're not realizing she see influence out there. And giving your kid a Nintendo game or Xbox or whatever, buying them all shoes, it's not what they want. They want your attention. They want to understand who you are. Who, what are they? Mm. It's like I have a granddaughter who's 11. I talked to her about sex because guess what? She's going around boys. She's growing up. She want to look cute. She want to get a boy identity. Now, keep in mind, we do get girls identity too, because we do have people that are 
transgender, all these things that we so-called create, which is stupidity. But mm-hmm. you got to start talking about sex because sex is the most critical thing. It's even the Bible. We run from the thing that's already been talked about. Biblical terms, Bible. Which mm. mm. we we run from something that God gave us. It was a gift. Sex is a gift. It bl- it brings people together. It can tear you apart, but it can bring you together. And he didn't say man, man. He said woman. Like it's an outlet. Guess what? I ain't never seen two male plugs try to get no electricity because there's no electricity. It got to be a female plug. I mean, a female input and a, a, a male output right. to get electricity. Right. Exactly. And we we don't we don't talk about these things because we're so insecure. But mm-hmm. insecurities mm-hmm. is who we are. That's why we got to talk about them. Yes. And I say that in the community, not even just blacks, even whites, because a lot of us got biracial kids. Yes. Yes. So our kids are growing up confused because we're not talking. We're letting the TV teach them. Mm, or they friend. Or they friend. But the TV teach them because guess what? We got Instagram. I mean, I admit to, I go on TikTok. I go on Instagram. I look at something. I'm like, oh my God. Well, now that's a new porn. Yes. Yes. Speak. And me being a male, I do take accountability because guess what? I have other kids looking at me. Um, the reason why I want to make a change in our community because Someone's going to ask me a question one day and I may not have the answer, but I want to make an impact by my walk. Mm-hmm. Love it. Which brings me to this. Do you believe that you can pick up energy with a previous sexual partner and continue that same energy? to the Yes. yes. Will you yes. break that down for me? Well, well, put it this way. And I don't want to be too rude, but a woman body be yourself on here. Okay, a woman's body is a temple. Whatever you put in there, it compresses. It compresses, compresses. What you don't realize, when we put our penis inside a woman's vagina, we're taking all her energy and she's putting her energy back on us. And that bond is there. Yes. Think of a woman has 30 partners, how much confusion she has in her life, oh my. how much abuse she done got. Because you got to realize, sex is very powerful. That's why when Adam and Eve got together, guess what? They didn't have sex because they would have had sex. They would kill the snake. Mm. See, the snake already had Eve, but guess what? They didn't have sex. But think of a man and woman have sex. They'll take you out if yes. it's good. Yes. Yes. Now, cool. if Adam and Eve would have had sex, the snake would have been dead. Mm-hmm. Because the man ain't going to mess with his household, especially when he's like, hey, man, this is my woman. I love her. You know, and vice versa. Right. Oh. Which... So... Mm. That's good. That's so, good. yeah, sex is very powerful. Yes, it's, it's, it's something that you can't control. That's why people battle it every day. That's why we talk about sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is dealing with a manipulation of the body. I mean, and you think about it like sex traffickers. They are under 15 years of age. These are young girls who literally are vulnerable. Yeah. They're in a situation where, guess what? They mess with me in my age. Okay? They're not messing with somebody that's 15. They're messing with somebody who, guess what? She's 12. She's 15. Her body is still low miles. So she has not been on probably 30 or 40 partners. She still has that innocence that literally we gravitate to. Right. The sad thing about it is we buy it. 
Because mm. what we don't think about is that's not my daughter. That's somebody else's daughter. But what is your daughter? I'll kill him. Yes. Yes. But then ignore what these other little girls are going through. That oh, yeah. Definitely. Daughter, which is yeah. very disturbing. And like you said, the, the men are your age, but they're walking around here functioning in yeah. normal workplaces, even in the community, like we were saying that night. Don't tell me how many was sitting and standing in that room that very night that are well, in there. Yeah, but also we have companions that don't want to have sex too. Some women don't want to have sex. Which, oh, you just brought, let me tell you something. You're reading off my questions and you hitting it. Which breaks to that. Break that down when you say some women don't want to have sex. Like, how dangerous is that to men? Well, that's vital. Because think about it. When a man has a, when a man opens himself up to a woman, mm -hmm. he's expressing his needs for you. And most women literally, feel like, well, I didn't gave it to you, you should be happy. But no, a man wants that attention. He needs that. I don't care if it's three minutes or, or however we say, you know what, he got in bed, he was done for I know it. But guess what? I promise you ask him for a check, he gonna give it to you. When you say, well, hey, baby, you need to pay this car note, he gonna say, all right, hit the checkbook. Now, think about it. Every man has a desire to be wanted. Every man has a desire to be appreciated. Do you know how many men sleep with their executive wives? We call them because she pays him attention. Now, don't get wrong. I don't approve of adultery because guess what? It's in the Bible. You don't do it. But let's be realistic. Is it wrong that you penalize me because I want to have sex with you? Or do you have the right to take it away from me? So <laughs> what you won't do, another person will. Ooh. So it go both ways. And it very well much do. And again, you are pulling things from what we were saying last week, how women will get mad at their significant other and mm -hmm. start acting petty. And the main thing that they would do is withdraw sex. They yeah. will pull sex back from that man as if it's okay and mm -hmm. safe in this most that's so dangerous to me. Well, so well, keep well, keep in mind, we okay, let's be realistic. Mm -hmm. How many men in church and we and I say go church in our black community, we live by church. When I say we live by church, we will go to church before we go to work. <laughs> right. But the downside of it is we don't talk about the things that was bothering us, which is companionship. We got more women in the pulpit on the front row with five and six kids by different guys. Woo! And guess what she say? That's my mistake. No, that's not a mistake. That's a decision. Mm. Mm. Sex is not a mistake. It's a decision. Because I, I know me as a man, I'm not going to have sex with no ugly woman. Right. I'm going to make a decision. And the woman vice versa. Now, if you rape, okay. But when you're saying, well, one baby, two baby, come on now. You want to play the victim on that. Right. Because you if you it. ask them who's the father and what the relationship, well, he ain't in a part of life. Okay, so you know his name. You know where you live at. You know what you know what he's about. That's where the accountability come in at about sex. Yeah. And sex is very powerful. I mean, I ain't had kids in my hand. I had kids inside of a woman. Exactly. exactly. And when the sex was good, I got married. Exactly. Because guess what? 
that was something I was looking for. And I don't have a problem talking about sex. No, I ain't into sex, man. No. Because guess what? I like a woman. I love a woman. And I admire a woman. A man can't do nothing for me. But guess what? Hey, let's do that business deal. Exactly. Why do you think that um, there are so many uh, polygamy relationships occurring and being created? Um, you know, affairs happening. You having your work husband, your work wife. Why do you think that is so at a high rate now? Well, well, okay, let's let's go. Uh, Mark Zuberg. Mark Zuberg created uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the move, move by Mark Zuberg, what he did, he went on a date with a girl mm-hmm. and the girl turned him down. Well, Mark Zuberg has insecurities already. He's a nerd. He go to Harvard. He ain't a cute guy. What are you going to do? I'm going to go home. I'm going to rip this girl apart on on Facebook. I'm going to create a chat among us guys. I'm going to put girls against each other and penalize them. Well, now Facebook make you internationally connected to other people. And now we don't really connect with people in our neighborhood. We connect with people internationally. So what a girl man like over here in Cartersville may like in Australia. So we internationally talking to people. We enter. I mean, at three a.m., I don't think opening somebody's legs or the refrigerator. So when you open up those doors, think of somebody texting at three o'clock in the morning. What's going through your head? Can I come through? Exactly. You ain't come through for no eggs. You ain't coming through. You coming through because you want to say what you got on? A t-shirt. I'm sleepy. Well, I ain't think come on and talk to you about the Bible. Right, exactly. So when you look at these relationships, people want companionship. We We take away companionship because now we got social media and all these other things. But companionship is missing these households. Think about it. In the churches, we talk about prosperity. Mm -hmm. Churches don't even have weddings no more. The courthouse don't even promote weddings. Mm Mm-mm. Do you think so, it's a man-made contract? That's something that a lot of men push. It's man-made. It's 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 the man's thing. You think that? Well, I think it's both. It's not just men. It's not, it's not a man thing. I'm gonna tell you this. Mm-hmm. 1970, um, before well, two years after Martin Luther King died, mm-hmm. we had more black families being married. But when you can give a check to a woman. To decide, does she take care of her kids or does she keep a husband? Which most time women going to choose? The money. Okay. Well, when you give me a house and tell me, don't let that man come in that house or we take your check away, what's going to happen? Checks. Well, if your daughter or your son sees that, what they look at it? We can eat when daddy's not here. Wow. We can live Cause daddy's not here. Wow. My great, my grandmother lived in Perry Homes, which is a project. My grandfather lived in Perry Homes with her, and that was in 1950s. Mm-hmm. But in 1970, a man can live in a household for a woman to get assistance from the government. Mm. So a woman had to make a decision: Do I keep you or do I penalize you? Well, guess what? We got to recoup that money back from the government. What you mean? Well, what a guy at? We've been paying you for all this time with these kids. What a guy at? 
Well, he 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 said with his mama, we're gonna lock him up. Now we gotta put child support in the system. Well, what that mean? Well, now we can make profit off child support. And guess what? You ain't gotta have the nigga in the house. Excuse me, saying that you can get your checks. Exactly. Well, I go to that. My my ex wife told me I'm more valuable out the household than in the household because she's all the monetary. Oh my! She told you that. Yeah. See, you can get 50% with me in the household, but when you separate me in the house, you get 100% because you get all the government assistance you need. You can get housing, you can get food stamps, you can get me for food, child support. What do you think about the Linda, the Lin, London Johnson and the Great Society? Well, he was telling the truth. He smiled about it, but he was telling the truth because he knew the side effect we were going to have, which was we are very powerful together, mm-hmm. but when you divide us, we become very, very very hurtful to each other. Yes. It's like putting a wall and you telling one side of the story and you when you put a wall up, we already got guns. Because yes. everybody everybody got their gun ready and everybody's ready to hurt and harm each other. So he already knew that because think about it. Even with civil rights, we was married. Even with slavery, we was married. Right. That's what kept us alive. Mm. Because when a man had a wife and a wife had, and a woman had a husband, they had they had a, a boundary and respect for each other. We was living because we was got guidance. Absolutely. Which I'm glad that you um brought that up, which brings me to um kind of t- taking us to the politics part. Um it's so frustrating and annoying. I'm just gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um mm-hmm. I've, I've never been a political person um within the last four years. It's really been on the on our front steps. It's been mm-hmm. like pushed in our face. Um, some here are some things that I would I have heard over the last four years, and even more recently as the um, as twenty twenty four have been approaching. Um, all black Demo- all blacks should be Democrats. What are your thoughts on that? I disagree with that. And why? I disagree with that because if we all go in the same direction, who's going to be a leader? We all got to have our own opinion to have a conversation. And one thing about that is people try to put their influence on you because sometimes they want to see a change themselves. Mm. You're going to have Republican blacks. You're going to have more Democrat blacks. But guess what? Let's have a real conversation. Why in our community education is not pushed hard enough? Why in our community that we got these Democrats, but guess what? We don't have any jobs in our community. Why when you look in our community, if you go out to Clayton County, which is predominantly Democrat, look at the crime rate. Look at the Cab County. Look at Fordham County. These public officials that we look up to are not really helping us because we got to help ourselves. Yeah, you send your kids to a private school, but look at the public school system. Mm. You're not going to send your kids to a public school system. Yes. And have you noticed the the um, awareness and how many of our even middle schoolers cannot read middle schoolers mm-hmm. and high schoolers that cannot read and they're remotely being pushed through and mm-hmm. in our community where they yell and say things like if you are black and support Trump something's wrong with you versus can your child read why do you well, think well, that's the problem well I think the biggest problem of it is and I'm not being sexist we love our women too much we love our women to the point we want our women to have a good life. But 
when is a woman going to love a man? Say, guess what? Stand up for us going to be right for our kids in their future. Because a lot of us men are scared of being alone. So we'll follow suit. We, I mean, prime example, I remember going to New Birth in Atlanta. Oh. And Bishop Eddie Long said something years ago. He said, because I'm black, I'm not Democrat. I'm a God-fearing man. And you all might agree with me because I'm fighting against homosexuality and stuff like that. He said, but this is a this is a critical part of our community. Now, I don't know if he slept with a boy or whatever, but think about it. In our community, we promote the most abusive sexuality of two men sleeping together. We have young boys walk around with skinny jeans and tights and blonde hair. We got TV shows promoting two men wearing dresses. I ain't never, okay, you can give a woman that position in a movie. Why you can't get that to a woman? She could be, um, she could be my dear. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Tyler Perry, but when you look at the whole de demographic, Tyler Perry put on a dress to make billions. Yes. He didn't put on a suit to make a billion. He put on a dress to make a billion. So yes. guess what? The church opened their doors up to that. Drop the mic. Yes, absolutely. And when you look at it, the movies that we saw, Alice Walker, these movies, the great men, they made more money tearing us down. They didn't make money off of encouraging us because every movie we look at now is men ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, so yeah. when you look at us, we're like pit bulls in a kennel. Uh, because anger thrives us. Incarceration yes. thrives us. Yes. We got more black women dating us out of prison than college. Oh my gosh. Oh. Say that one more time. <laughs> we got more black women dating us out of prison than college. I'm a woman sorry. will sometimes overlook the long term, because she look at the short term, which you got all these tats, which ain't nothing wrong with. I got a tattoo, but I can get more women with a prison record than a, um than getting a job at Walmart. Mm. Mm. Women. You got a woman who's a deputy sheriff. She sleep with prisoners. Yes. Thank you. Because guess what she know? She know where he's at all the time. Oh, is that a woman's problem? Well, I don't think it's a woman's problem. I think it's also both problems because you can't, you can't pick one side and say against the other side. We got to mm -hmm. take accountability too because we got to stand up too and say, hey, guess what? I'm not going to go to prison. I don't care if I got to be alone. So we can't blame just women. We got to take accountability too. Like, for example, when I was young, I did certain things I wasn't proud of. But as I got older, I had to talk to have a real talk with my mom and different people to be accountable. Because when somebody talks to you about who, you're, who you are, sometimes you're going to run or you're going to sit there and say, you're right. I got to take these licks like I need to. Right. A lot of times we don't take those licks because everybody's parading us and clapping for us. Yeah. I mean, now marijuana is high, cocaine is high, heroin, opioids, because nobody want to have talks. People getting high to avoid conversations. So we can't blame just women. We got to take account of as men too. That is so true. Do you feel that women decide the president because they are the majority of the voters? <laughs> women decide your draws. <laughs> they, love, they like the feeling of it. 
But see, the one thing about it, let's be realistic. If a man talk to another man, he going to check a man. Not being disrespectful to women, but if you on the football field and you got a female playing football, how the field going to be? It's going to be very sensitive out there. Because the first thing I say, I can't hit her. Now, she can kick me in my balls, but I can't hit her. Hey, man, don't tackle her. Why? Because you'll hurt her. But she got the football all the time. Now the rules are changing on the court. Mm. See, I can attack the guys, but I can't attack her. So if you look at me on the football field playing against a girl, what I'm doing? Hey, man, don't hit her. But she always got the ball. And she always kicked me. She grabbed me by my um my football gear. She's cussing me out. But guess what I'm doing with her? Oh, you know, now I'm doing the the invisible wall with her. And the game don't be played the same. So when you go political, it's still it's the same way. Mm-hmm. Men, are talk, men are talking to men. Oh, wait. Why? Why, well, why aren't men talking to men? Because we got to keep in mind, a lot of us come out of single-parent households. We don't want to talk to men. We are intimidated by each other. We like pit bulls. If you had a pit bull right now, how are you going to make him angry? By isolating him. So when he comes out, he's ready to attack. Even though they, he came from the same kennel he gonna sniff and attack that's what we doing reason why i know because i was that way i had so much animosity against men and i ain't know the hell i was having animosity for well i accepted now is i didn't want to be accountable for the things i was doing as a black man Mm -hmm. i can't blame whites for everything Mm. Because guess what? Some of the whites you talk to don't even know what the hell going on. Exactly. How are you gonna blame a white person for racism when some of them don't even know what the hell going on? They look like hell. I'm trying to figure out how to get a job my damn self. When typically we are the best salespeople in this country. Mm. Blacks can sell any damn thing. Any. Any. If you go in our black community. We got people rigging up stuff that you promised that I know he can't rig that up, but he'll make a profit off of it. It just we don't have a long term business strategy to continue with, even when it's slow. Oh, that's good. That's it's like when I start doing insurance, I want to make a million overnight. But if I get with a business consultant, he'll say, No, you're not gonna make a million overnight. You probably make your first million five years from now. Well, that five years is gonna take growth, disappointment, rejection. Um, reanalyzing stuff, um, organization, but I'm gonna make a million by my fifth year. But look how much I had to go through to get to that growing pain. We don't want to deal with growing pains, that's why the prisons don't feel with us. Yes, there you go because we don't want to sell our behavior for the long term. I mean, I'm 49 years of age, I know men that's my age now that are just trying to figure out. How do you even get a job? Ooh. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That's reality. Yeah. That's reality. Oh, my God. And goodness. so when you look at the dynamic structure, we don't talk about longevity. Right. We don't talk about accountability. Like, I may get. My, I may get cussed out, picked on because I was talking about this stuff. But when you look at men in general, 
We are so scared that literally giving up. Now we can talk about grandpas and all that. Okay, that's great. But look at us now. We're not our grandfathers. We got the best technology, but we're not utilizing the proper way. We have things where you can make $100,000 a year, whatever, but we're not talking about longevity. We got high-end cars. We got nice houses, but there's nothing built for long-term. There you go. Our families didn't fight for this stuff for short-term. Yes, that's no. black or white. That's right. So we can't just say it's all black, black, black. It's both sides of the coin. Yes, absolutely. So some people don't see that. They always say, well, it's all the black. But no, 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 no. It's both sides of the coin. Yes. And why do you, with you being a black man and being mm -hmm. successful like you are, being in the community, how are you able to see that it's both sides of the coin? Like, what makes it different from you? Like, why the others are so blind and you are not? Well, um, okay, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I grew up, my mother made a statement, and I and I, I live with it now. She said, "If don't ever marry a white woman, this is is that." Well, I married a white woman in my third marriage, but let me tell you something. When I married my wife, I was already kind of culture shocked because my wife being white, I thought she had it better than me. No, okay, it was not there. I had better better than her because my mother talked to me. Mm. Her mother and father didn't talk to her. So when someone talked to you, you have a different outlook on life. Now my mother will teach me about racism and all that, but I still had to figure out on my own. Because what you're teaching me is what you experience. But see, when I go out there, I see things totally different to you, mom. And I tell my mom that. I said, mom, I see things totally different. See, my mom had a school consulting job and she had a college degree because she had us as a single parent mm -hmm. and my father separated. So she had to make a quick decision to raise two kids and get a house. Thank God. But we still had to figure out on our own as we got older. She did everything to protect us from the different things, respect the law, things like that. But when I got in the real world, it was a different playing field in my neighborhood. Got you. In my neighborhood, I can get you a quarter key a dope if I get you a job at Win Dixie. I can get you a gun faster than get you a um, book at the library. So when we go outside our community and see a community saying, well, guess what? Why do these people do this and why do people do that? You got to ask those questions. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't want to ask questions. We want to have these talks. Yeah. We can have these talks at the barbershop, talk about who got the biggest butt and the biggest behind tattoos on their ass. But guess what? We ain't talking about the real facts of, hey, man, where that young man going to be in the next 10 years? Exactly. Where is that young lady going to be in the next 10 years? Come on now. I mean, me and you having these conversations, a black man, a black woman having a conversation about family. Yeah. We're not bashing each other. I'm not here saying, oh, Red, you shouldn't be talking about me and this and that. You ask me serious questions. Yes, absolutely. Because somebody probably got the same questions saying, well, you know what? I got a young son. He's biracial. And I want my son to have both sides of his parents, but they got so much negative influence. I talk about that. I say, you know, in Carson, we got so many biracial kids. It's a crime shame. They say, what do you mean? I said, man, these kids are so cute and colorful. 
It's like a crayon little pack out here. But guess what? The families don't blend. Oh. They like this. Oh. Oh. Mm. Everybody mm. said, oh, they're going to have some cute babies, but they also going to have some insecurities, too. Do you feel like the battle is harder for children that are interracial? I would say yes. And the reason why I say yes, because love supposed to conquer all, but it's not love. It's really business. And what business come down to, it's come down to monetary reasons. Um, you know, some families play the rule of you're going to be cut out the wheel. Some families play um, the rule of, well, if you keep that biracial kid, he can't be around his father or his mother because we don't want that type of entity in our family. We would keep that kid safe. But see, the kid start having questions. Right. Why I'm getting curly hair? Why I got locks? Why do I have these things going on? Why am I skin darker than yours? Why am I skin lighter than yours? Come on. Well, why do why do I want to go to a predominantly black school? Why do I want to go to a predominantly white school? Mm -hmm. Why when I take a picture, I don't look like all y'all? And it's not just on white side; they're black sides too. Yes. So yes, it's hard because it's the truth. It's the families. Yes. You know, one thing about my family years ago, we had a lot of kids um, and people don't talk about this. You know, um, when slavery occurred, people think slavery was just whites running whites. It was blacks running slavery. Okay. So, well, people always think it was just whites running slaves. It wasn't just white. It was blacks running slaves. Thank you. You can't get a slave unless you know the owner. You can't incriminate somebody unless you know the foundation. Okay? Well, a lot of times in schools, we teach one side of the story because guess what? We want a lot of the hero or the villain. Yes. And people don't talk about that because guess what? We're supposed to be pro this. We're not pro that. We money that. Mm. It's a money thing. Do you think every black person in this world was born in slavery? Exactly. Do Come you on. think every black person was born in the South? A lot of us came from Mexico, from the colonies. Race didn't come until the 1400s. Because guess what? If you go to Mexico, it's a lot of us blacks over there. Dominican Republic. But they had to separate us because we had the same religion. Right. Oh, wow. Mm. So blacks are already over here in this country. But guess what? If you come over this country as a transplant, you're going to try to keep your slaves close because guess what? You don't want to go in the wilderness and find another person that look like him that may speak Spanish or maybe an Indian or Portuguese. Mm, the history. Yes. So when you look at this America, America is so like a, a salad. It's so diverse to the point. It's so much history. It's not all blacks came over here on the damn ship. A lot of us are already here. Some of us are living on the West Coast. <laughs> Some of us can't. I mean, seriously, we was travelers. We built ships. Yes. We was kind of sewers. Even the Columbus said, man, it's a bunch of dark people on this damn planet. Yes. But guess what? I got to bring somebody else from another country so I can control them. Because right. the one that's over here is very intelligent. Yes. Oh, my God. He know these lands. Mm -hmm. So I got to be his friend to take over the land. Yes. Columbus had to be, huh? 
And where do you get your knowledge from? <laughs> Books. Ah! Oh, keep showing them. Keep I showing them. I got um, Thomas Sowell, um, Napoleon Hill, the, um, let's see, Without Sanctuary. This is a book that's banned. I Why read books say? on history because, see, the thing of it is, everyone's not going to give you the book. You got to go look for the book. And sometimes you look for the book, it's going to hurt. You just dropped the mic. And you know, my dad used to tell me they put it in books because they know black people will not read. But do you know why blacks won't read? You know why blacks don't want to read? Because they don't want to know. We don't want to know what, who we are. It's painful. Yes. History is painful. Yes. When I say it's painful, it literally makes you cry. You know, reading this book without sanctuary is a very painful book because it talks about lynching. It talks about boycott. You know, it talks about the painful pictures of hangings. This is us. This is our history. Yes. You can't run from your history because you're repeating it back over. Mm. Only thing different is, is opioids taking advantage of us. It's guns taking advantage of us. My, my, my. So you can't run from something that's us. Yes, it's painful. That's why I don't want to repeat it. And what have okay? So reading that book, what changed? Like, did did it change a perspective oh, that you had before? Yeah. Oh, like what? Break that down. Well, you gotta realize, and this may piss a lot of people off. Come on, but I don't care because I'm gonna tell you this: a lot of times we don't want to take responsibility for our own self. We waiting on another person to come save us, another Messiah. But guess what? Moses is gone, okay? Moses got cussed out by his own people trying to save him out of damn Egypt. So ain't another damn Messiah going to come and save us, okay? Right. These books are for us to learn so we won't repeat it again. Yes. Ooh. Do you know we have so much intelligence in our community to the point literally we can re-change history, not rewrite it, but change it to make other people see, guess what? We are a part of this country, but we got to be a part of ourselves, too. Yes. Mm. We got to look at ourselves as great people. We can't wait for somebody to look at us because guess what? They don't even see who they are. Mm. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for a white guy to say, hey, John, you're a good guy. Yeah, he right. may say, hell, nigga, I got a problem with my damn self. Exactly. Exactly. What do you think about the new plantations that are called the NFL and the NBA? What are your well, thoughts? That? That's always been there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you why. Because guess what? In our community, we always been monetary driven. So it's nothing new. Only thing different has is more money to get us away from my pain, but we go right back to it. Yeah. How many NFL players you know come back to the hood and showboat their money a lot? Yeah. So we can't say it's a plantation, we're going back to the hood showing off our money. I mean, I buy a pair of Jordans. I shouldn't, but I do. Because guess what? I want to look good in the hood. How many NFL players go to the strip club and blow 50 grand on women? When they get that signing bonus, they buy a Bentley. They buy everything to show off in my community. That's what I'm struggling at. Exactly. But also, we got to keep in mind, too, we as blacks are running from our own pain.
Yes, we are. We like to get hot. So we can't blame. Yeah, we call it the, the NFL new plans station, all that. Okay, but think about it. How many, how many NFL players come from situations where they try to run from? We all run from something. Right, exactly. Absolutely. You give me $100 million, I promise you. I mean, I'm older now. But 21, I can't even budget a checkbook. <laughs> and you give me $100 million, I'm going to buy every car on the car lot to prove, guess what? I'm not a dumbass black man. But I'm still being dumb because I'm going to go around the same people to promote my ignorance. Mm. Woo. Man, come on. We don't have mentors. Reason why Tiger Woods is a great golf player, his father was his mentor. When you look at Deion Sanders, he's mentoring his boy, so they won't go down the path that he went down. Ooh, speak on that. Why is he being attacked for leaving the ABCU school? We want a messiah. Mm, take it back there. Wow, you're right. We want somebody to save us from our own self. Yeah. Mm. If you are a black male in our community, we want you to come save everybody. But then we're going to beat your ass when you tell me to stop doing it. Mm. I mean, Moses went through that. Everybody wasn't going through them on Red Sea happy. They were cussing his ass out. He had to get away from them and go up to the mountain talk to God. Like, look, what the hell? Right. You got me These fools about to kill me. You got me in the wrong position. Yeah. But you still, but you got to be accountable. This is your responsibility. But God, they man, I done brought these fools out of this land. It took them 40 years to get out of get out of the land. A long time. We're supposed to have 40 days. Mm-hmm. So we want to put somebody in front of us, but we're gonna beat them up in the process. Ooh. Which, by you being an advocate in your community, have you received, in the Bartow County area or the Northwest Georgia area, have you received a lot of hate? No, uh, I actually love the hate. Okay. I'm the reason why I say I love it. Um, because I look at people as who they are. And I say that because sometimes people are looking for somebody that they can tear down but you know one thing about it is when you're advocate you gotta even love the ones you even hate you gotta love them more because what some people want is to see how far they can push you when i got into the insurance industry and i'm still learning yeah. you're dealing with people you're about the community you're learning about people everybody's not gonna like you everybody's not gonna buy from you but you can't stop caring for them you know one thing about life life is a circle Yes. If I don't get you that man, I have to come back to you next time. We're going to go back around. That's why the world is round. So I can't get mad at people that hate me. I can't. Right. We're individuals. What makes us great is being individuals. Right. We learn from each other by being different. Mm, I love that. And I do want to touch on the fact that you had started out about talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned that your mom told you, do not date a, a white woman. Yeah. Which I, I have heard a lot of black women say to their black boys with raising them and everything. But um, let's be honest. Aren't you getting more drama from black women, baby mama, versus you getting from your wife? 
Well, no, I get both because she's still a woman. <laughs> I don't care what nobody said. She's still a woman. <laughs> black or white. It's it's a woman. It's, it's not it's not black or white. I'm gonna tell you why. You got some great, beautiful black women, you got some great age women. It's just the it's the mindset of being raised. Mm. So it's not a black or white thing, it's a person being raised and taught. I like that. She's still a woman. Okay, I don't care if she's black or white or whatever, she still got feelings. Right. You can say all black women are bad. No. There's some good ass black women. I just ain't I didn't I didn't pick take time to go find one. You like some good white women. I ain't take time to go find one. She's still a woman. Got you. That's beautiful. So so you can't say, oh, all black women bad. No, it's some bomb ass black women. So so damn bomb, you can damn write the book back over. Like it's some bomb ass white women. So it's not no, it's black, white. No, that's bullshit. Right. Yeah. That's like me saying all black guys that wear glasses rob banks. Right. Right. But so we, see when people put themselves in, they want they want justified. But right. they throw the point at somebody else. Oh, all this and that. But what about you? Well, see, I'm different. Well, how are you different when you got the same wardrobe he has on? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then you got wait, now you want to justify yourself. Like, well, see, see, no, it's no, the pots are hot. So, so what, what do you do you think is the 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 biggest issue? Because I know you said she's still a woman. What is something that you would say that men struggle with? With dealing with any kind of woman, like what are women coming with that they need to stop? Like, stop, ladies, stop doing this. Well, we'd have made it easy for women. What do you mean? And I say, well, keep in mind, in society, a man is no more valuable no more. We don't have value. Reason why? And no, no, and I say this in a very, very nice way. A woman can make very good money without a man. Very good money. You got women making a quarter of a million dollars today. Mm-hmm. And some men making 50 grand a year. A lot of women go to college. But we promote, we promote our women to go to college. A man can get a blue collar job right now. He can go dig a hole. But the thing of it is, women are like men. They want something that's going to be high status. But think about it. If your woman making a quarter of a million dollars and you're making 35000 yeah, you know, she's going to probably look at you kind of sideways. But we also got to accept each other where we are and be respectful. But guess what? If you want to grow, you got to grow. Right, right. Because also keep in mind, it is competitiveness out there too. Mm-hmm. But we have to be willing to go to the fire with that person if we want to be with that person. Like, it's a lot of guys out here make 50 grand a year. Okay. And they working at a plant job. Mm-hmm. And you got a woman, got a master's working at a law firm. Well, a lot of women who work in these law firms are single. Wow. They got a dog and a cat at home. They busting 60, 70 hours a week. Right. Well, guess what? Her production for having a baby is out the door because she's saying, look, I'm 40 years old. Blah blah blah. I'm making all this money, but guess what? The guy that that you trying to ain't trying to holler ain't trying to highlight you. He's like, I'm getting something younger. So we are at competitiveness with each other. Mm. Wow. We're not at companionship with each other. We're at competitiveness. Because oh. you got you got a lot of men who, who date a girl at, and who date a girl at McDonald's, but a woman can't go date a guy at no McDonald's. 
She's going to date a guy who sell crack in a minute. That's why, though? Why? Well, she knows temporary. Oh, and then she broken, bitter. She, she's broken. She's bitter. But also, we don't, we as men don't, we are scared of being alone ourselves. In humanity, we're scared of being alone. So we'll take that risk of going to prison for just for that house that we had it. Instead of saying, look, let me take that job that's going to be 20 years at Walmart or Kellogg's or somewhere else and just build something that's going to stable. So guess what? I can have a 401k. I can have a, an investment account. Um, I can have a Charles Schwab account or something like that. We don't see that long term because we're trying to get it for now. I mean, I went down the road as a kid. I ain't, I ain't say I was a big time drug dealer, but I tried to sell crack. But it didn't work out because guess what? I didn't want to go to my mom's house and get my ass whooped. Right. There you go. Ooh. So it's it's we we got short-term goals in our community. I mean, we're making kids, and I meant to when I made my daughter and my sons and stuff, I want to be in a household, but I did have some unhealthy relationship with their mothers. I love their mom, I won't say anything bad, but we 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 didn't have that respect for each other. Right, right. Um because not come in, we look at monetary before we look at love. We say we love each other, but we're looking at what we can get from each other. Right. You know, a, a guy right now throw a bag in your face, man, I got these bands. But that's not going to protect you from a bullet. Mm. That's not going to take you from HIV. Come on now. So we, we are monetary driven, which is monetary is good because we got to live off of it, but there's a consequence about everything we do. A cure... It's not gonna make everybody well. A cure don't kill people too. Mm. So when you talk about the NFL, it's a cure, but it also kills people. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They're starting to act up. Them NFL players are that the, the abuse is coming out. Yeah, they tapping them heads. Mm -hmm. I have. Um, we have a couple of questions in the chat for you. Um, sure. How do you feel that women don't want to listen to a man? Do you think that narrative, uh, that question is true? I think it's true, but also we got to be accountable too. Um, if a woman don't see a man in the household, how can she know what to listen to? Oh my gosh. Oh, hold on. Oh my. I got to do that one more time. I mean, if you don't see a man caressing, talk to your mother and loving on your mom, stuff like that, how would you know what a man means? Because oh mm -mm. a man is a foundation. He creates the atmosphere in the household. Yes. It's like my wife. I love my wife. My grandkids know I love my wife. Her daughter know I love her. And I tell her daughter a minute, if you fuck with your mom, I'll fuck you up. There you go. So my daughter know not to cross that line. Right. Mm. So if a woman don't see a man loving her mother, a caressing a companion her mom, but all thing he sees argument and taintiness, she's not going to respect that. She's not going to say it's working the husband. It go both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, men have civilized the world enough to allow women to become comfortable enough to say that they don't need a man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Why do women feel that they can jump in a man's face? Like, why is the disrespect so comfortable? It goes back to the household. We teach our daughters how to be hard. In the black community, we teach our daughters, don't take shit from man, no business, this, this, this. But we still the man. Yeah. 
We teach our daughters how to be so violent and aggressive to the point they're, they're alone. Mm, sit right there. Are you talking about single moms teaching their daughters to be like that? Us men too, not just moms. Oh, that's you're moms the first man I've heard say that. We teach our daughters to do that. I'm a man. I don't want no guy touching my door and all. We teach our kids how to hate each other. Mm-hmm. First thing I gotta tell his daughter: don't have sex. Don't let a man touch you. But you having sex with a mom? Good. Good with it. Go. Good. The double standard. Yeah. The double because standard. we don't want that pleasure to overrule them, but we enjoy it ourselves. Yes. So that's why I said we don't talk about sex and companionship and relationship. We downplay it, but we're still looking for it. Mm. How many single women you know around Christmas about their own self gifts? <laughs> and drinking a, and drinking a bottle of Hennessy and listening to um Dunn Hathaway. Stella Rosa. <laughs> See? Because we've been taught that we don't need each other. Yes. When the pandemic occurred, there were so many women committing suicide. It was sad. Because they wow. weren't in the workforce no more. Wow, you didn't hear about that. No. But it was it was common. Because guess what? When a, when you isolate it from the world, what happens? When it's dark and you're in a room by yourself, you start hallucinating. You start getting paranoid. A Zoom call ain't the same as a person sitting at the sofa with you talking to you. And you can smell they scent, they cologne, they perfume. Hey, what you doing, Zoom call? Girl, what you up to? Uh nothing. It's quiet in my house. All you hear is the fire alarm chirping. Mm, mm, mm. She done binge watch Grey's Anatomy. Which someone said may, um, technology provides the illusion that men are not needed. It does. You, you my- think about it. If the power go out right now, mm-hmm. if the power went out in the city right now, I mean, we went black for seven days. You know how many people be there freaking out right now? And you got 12 hours of darkness and 12 hours of light. Man, you always seeing people looking for a companion in a minute. They'd be at Walmart like this. Hey, you sing, right? Yeah. You want to come home with me? Uh, No, I want to go home. No, you want to come home with me. I'm scared of being alone. You'll find so many homeless guys be like, man, I got a wife now. We're going to courthouse at, at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you are not lying. Uh, speaking of the blackout, mm-hmm. do you feel that America will face a reset? Um, I can't say that because you know I'm not I'm not foreseeing like biblical, but I can say we're gonna hit destruction. We're gonna hit more destruction before we hit a reset. Because you gotta realize we gotta kill off a generation to see that. Ooh, what time frame do you think that we would hit a destruction? Would we see it? Um, no. No. Okay. It's gonna be way down. It's gonna be how to be a fifty about about twenty five to fifty years from now. Mm. It ha- it's gonna have to kill off old generations. It's like putting us in Mars and you leave your mom at home. Got you. And you got to live off the land now. What mom taught you ain't working no more. Y'all better listen. I'll better listen to that. Oh, that's real good. I definitely want to be in respect of your time, but I do know that you mentioned something about opioids that I think mm-hmm. that is such a um, very high conversation. It's right up there 
with sex trafficking as well that, mm -hmm. that is um, pushed to the side. What is something that you have seen in the community um, dealing with that, that that is a huge problem? Well, kids don't go outside and play no more. Kids don't interact with each other no more. We give our kids iPhones and technology. When a kid act up, what you do? You give them a happy pill to go to bed. You give them melatonin to go to sleep. You give them something to wake them up. But a kid is on so much caffeine. The kid don't play no more. Because guess what? Our we are so confused. We're so compressed with our situation. We don't pay attention to our kids. So our kids are taking our pills and feel like us. Ooh, Ooh mama sleep. I'm going to sleep too. I want to do what mama doing. Ooh, mama got pills right there. Hey, my mama got these purple pills. What they do? I don't know. You want to try them? We are in a society where we have so much given to us, but we're not prepared for it. Mm. You know, when you take a medication, there is a side effect. There is a side effect. And guess what? Pain pills is a prime example. When you have a back injury, what you do? You tell the doctor, I'm in so much pain, I'm in so much pain. Now, you're going to psych your mind out. I can deal with it. But when you get that first pill, you're like this, man, ooh, that feel good. I can sleep. I can rest. Now, you're going to try to beat that pain. Now, you're like this. Even though the pain is there, but it's not there because you're trying to beat it. Now, the doctor's going to take you off the meds because you don't got so used to it. Look now you can't get off of it. Right. Right. It's a cycle, don't you feel? Oh, it is. It's killing. It is. It's killing us bad. What um what would be your advice to anyone? Um young, middle class, um, middle age, I meant um, and older, wiser that are that is listening. What would be something that you think that they need to be pushing within their own household and their community as a very needed conversation right now? Well, we don't eat dinner no more together. Um, we are so divided in our households. And I admit to that because me and my wife, we pull our phones out at 3 a.m. in the morning. Like, oh, she on one side of bed, I'm on the side of the bed. Um, so I can admit to that. Um, we don't we don't have how we don't we have big houses and we got individual rooms. Oh. Um, and we, we also secretive because we so ashamed of what we done been through to get where we are. So we got people in our household making over half a million dollars, but they alcoholics. You have your wife who's doing OnlyFans. You have your daughter doing about the same thing. And you got your son who's bisexual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But guess what? We, we, we take a picture at the picnic. Mm. No more communications happening at all. Yeah. And then, you know, we're taught to get on the internet and, and um, make it look beautiful when there's so much hell at home. Well, it's no, it's no one responding on the internet. You can turn oh. it off on the internet. <laughs> you just want the likes. You don't want the truth. What? You just want the likes. You do not want the truth. Hmm. Oh. So if somebody come at your throat, you're going to turn it off, right? Yeah. And you're going to talk all that crap from the sideline. But let me meet you in your front yard. I ain't open that door. Mm, 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 mm. I do want to ask you, being someone that was raised by a single mom, why are you not a part of the statistics? 
why are you not in prison selling dope um not taking care of your children um on the internet bashing women why aren't you struggling with saying oh i can't find a good woman like why aren't you this bitter man that we typically tend to hear right along with other bitter women well first of all my mom talked about sex at age four Mm-hmm. So we, me and my mom had conversations about sex. Um, my mama never told me sex was bad. She told me sex was great. She told me you want to get married, you want to have kids. Now, guess what? She couldn't tell what other women was about in the world, but I did listen to her from a positive stand about how much she loved my dad, even though they divorced. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I look just like my dad. I mean, that's how I look like my dad. If you saw my dad right, you said that's your brother. He's just, he's just shorter. My mom never said anything bad about my dad. Now, she ain't like my dad ways all stuff he did, but she ain't say nothing like, and nigga ain't shit, and nigga just, she said, you know, we when our separate ways, I still love you. Right. You're my son. Right. You're my chocolate chip. You're my baby. Okay. Well, that makes me feel good when I go out in the real world. Right. Because I hear something positive about me. Because when I look in the mirror, I like my dad and my mom. So that companionship is valuable to me. I don't go upside on woman here. I really make love to a woman. There you go. Because I heard it in a positive way. So I got a book on joy of sex. It's an old book that was built in the 60s and 70s. I got that book now. And people don't talk about companionship, man. People talk about being assholes to each other. Yes. Petty. We, you know, the sad thing about it, Ms. Red, is people are scared of each other they scared of holding themselves they scared my touching them sincerely we teach our kids don't let my touch you but which is a touch which touch are you talking about there we go there we go are you talking about the touch that somebody just hold you or are you talking about the fornication touch it's just like we talk about gay marriages and gay relationships but do you want your son to be raped in prison oh no okay why you want to be raped in the street Exactly. What's the difference? Mm. And then we got TV show shows showing us men wearing dresses. Promoting it. You ain't seen a white guy wear a dress yet. You see all black guys wearing dresses on TV. What do you think about Cat Williams bringing that to an attention? Well, that ain't a secret. That's been around for years. Look at yeah. all. Look at Richard Pryor. We've been pri- We've been trying to fit in for so long by giggling our own pain. You know, it's, a, it's an old book called by um, Iceberg Slim called Trick and Baby. I used to read all them books because it's all about pimping. It was all about the world. Mm. Because in our life, we try to, we, we, we are actors. We are actors in our own community. We compress our pain to survive. That's why you have the drug addiction, the heroin, all that. But now, guess what? We all together now. Well, you see, it was black, black, and white, white. No, now we mix and mingle. You better say that again. Well, see, when you read those books about, you know, about pimping, icebergs, some people, I don't want to talk about that. But guess what? Everybody want to be famous. Yeah. Everybody want to be liked. Everybody want to be recognized. So when we talk about sex trafficking, that young girl want to be accepted. She just don't know where to start at. Mm-mm-mm. And she ain't get look. She ain't sleeping with a, a little boy. She's sleeping with a, what, a grown man like daddy. Yes. And that yep. man saying, "Oh, I like that sound, baby. You sound so cute, daddy." 
My wife don't call me daddy. Oh, you so big. You so soft. Oh, it hurts. Manipulation of the mind. Guess what? They got to keep on coming back for that. Yes. Now you're looking at something younger and younger. They get enticing. They don't dare to woman your age. Because you're going to put him in his place. Hey, hey, hold up, buddy. We ain't doing all that. <laughs> right. I ain't going to call you daddy. My daddy dead. I'm going to call you by your name. And I may stroke your ego and tell you it feels big and large. But I ain't going call you no daddy. My daddy dead. I don't see my daddy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. You speaking nothing but truth. And you have brought tremendous light and transparency to every sub subject and topic that I have um, mentioned tonight. And I have truly, truly, truly appreciate your transparency. And I have to say, this will not be your last time on the misread <laughs> at all. It will not be. Because I feel like it's so much. Um, and um, I'm appreciative of my uh, my audience that's been in the chat. Um, they're loving what you're saying and engaging back and forth with you. Um, you guys, I'm going to pr play an ad of mine. While I'm doing that, if y'all have any questions before I let Mr. Daniels go, please put them in the chat and I will make sure to ask him as soon as we get back from this little, I call it Miss Red's commercial. Here we go. Give us a second. Hey, Flame Keepers. Thank you for all the incredible support during the launch of our first journal, From a Flicker to a Flame. Your energy was amazing. If you haven't grabbed your copy yet, it's still available. Let's keep the flame of inspiration burning. Purchase now. The link is in the comments. Thank you for being part of this journey. Exciting news, Flame Keepers. Our exclusive Miss Red Speaks t-shirts are now available for purchase. Get comfy in our unique designs. Stay tuned for much more merch with some of our misunderstood saints. Grab your t-shirts now on our website. Let's wear it proudly. Right, you guys. Okay, so Mr. Daniels, he has a speaking event that's about to come up. This man is so active in the community, and I want to be in respect. Um, if anyone have any questions, go ahead and put them in the chat. Um, what do y'all think about the interview? Woo! Man, Mr. Daniels, you drop nothing but truth, transparency, and over here on the Miss Red Show. My quote is, if you are not stepping on anyone's toes, you're not walking. And tonight, mm -hmm. you truly came in and hit every aspect, especially with the things that we deal as Black people. And then I loved how you wasn't bashing white people. Because the thing is, we all have white people that we love. They, they trying mm -hmm. to figure us out, love us, and not deal with this crap. But yet, the world want to keep us divided. We're already divided in our own home. So you were able to just pull and debunk myths, narratives, and everything. Mr. Daniels, before you go, will you um, show your reading material one more time and give sure. the name to um, for our viewers that want to? Uh, okay. This is a book called Without, Without Sanctuary. 
Okay. It's a lynching photo book. Um, it's banned. Um, you can look it up. This book shows about lynchings in America and stuff, and a lot of people don't like it. But um, sometimes you got to read something that's you. Um, history is us. History make us. If you if you don't read about and talk about history, you don't know where you're going because you'll repeat it back over. So I say look at this book. Um, this book by Thomas Sowell, good book. Yeah, black man wrote this book, and he talked about discrimination and disparity and stuff like that. And um, he talks about uh, just political things that we 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 so we so emotional about political yes. to the point we vote for the wrong ones. Yes. You know, don't don't give me um affirmative action when you're not giving me a real chance. Because mm. affirmative action not gonna make you look at me a different way, gonna make you look at me at like, yes, well I'm just giving you this pass because you know you're a black guy and you're gonna make our numbers high. No, give me a chance because I believe in the product. Amen to that. What do you consider a low-class woman was one of the questions that came for you in the chat. There's no low-class woman. Mm. How you gonna find a low-class woman when you got the woman got to look at herself? Gotcha. You can't see you can't put something on somebody else when you look at yourself that way. When I look at myself in the mirror, I'm still John. I'm accountable for who I am. There we go. There's no low-class woman unless you put yourself as a low-class woman. I love it. Mm, that's good. That I love it. So really, how you view yourself. Yeah. There we go. Oh, man, that was good. Mr. Daniels, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with? Um, I know that you were telling the story about when you were in the military. By the way, thank you for your service. Thank you thank for you. serving in the, uh, what branch were you in? Army. Thank you for serving in the Army. Okay. Thank you. I love it. Um, you were giving us a story like when you first um, went into the military mm -hmm. that I think is real good to walk us out of how you were talking about when you walked in to. Well, when I walked in the military, I come from a single parent household. So when a man yells at you, you're going to buck up. But the thing was, I had a chip on my shoulders because in the streets, it's like, yeah, you're going to slap them. But see, the military, guess what? You're on their territory. This man that's yelling at you is teaching you how to think and not react. Well, through that process of basic training, I had a chip on my shoulder. And guess what? I had to get picked for leadership roles that I didn't like. Because guess what? I can't beat everybody up. Right. I can't challenge the commander and expect to be rewarded for bad behavior. Because when that line of fire comes, I'm crying mama. But mama ain't can't save you when that bullet flying through your skull. Right. Mm. There's rules in life. And that's the thing about all the stuff we talk about, per, per, um, police brutality and all that. There's our rules. Thank you. See, when you call 911, you're looking for somebody to come stop a problem. But think about it. How many of us young men know what respecting another man is? How many of us men seen our mom talk highly of a man? See, when a man go inside a woman's head, guess what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hell on that. No, 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 no. You ain't know the whole situation, buddy. Right. 
Love it. Mm. So we got to be accountable what we put out. That's why I say, what's low caste woman? It's no low caste, the woman looking at herself. Just like me looking at myself as a man. I got to make a decision. I got to be accountable for the rules. Life have rules, man. Absolutely. And, and and that's something that people tend to ignore. Yeah, like, like for example, you're a woman. You have a womb. You have a uterus. You have a clitoris. You have everything that I don't have. Right. I have penis, strontium, prostate. I carry the sperm, but you carry the egg. Guess what? My sperm connects with your egg. If you keep on having so many sperms going inside, you got a lot of stuff going on inside of your body. So tired. Your body made care of baby for nine months. I can make babies all day. Yeah. See, that's what we don't talk about. So you got women talking about hot girl summer, but she's catching a lot of sperm. Man, can we have a part two? When can we? When can we? When we? When can we run this part two back again? Because I gotta have that. I gotta have that. It's up, to you. <laughs> it's up, oh, it's up to you. It just. It just. But you know, we having conversations, but between a man and a woman. Yeah. I'm not here to bash women. Because guess what? Without a woman, guess what? Ain't no creation. That's right. Without a man, there's no production. That's right. Oh, that's gonna be our next conversation because we gotta slide into the hot girl summer and things like mm -hmm. that. Oh man, this have been phenomenal, and I appreciate well, thank you. you more than you know. So I'm already ready to go on live. Oh, you can wait for a part two. I don't even have to wait till I get off air. I'm letting you know part two is coming. You guys, okay. oh, the audience is already saying part two. Um, <laughs> you guys, before I close out, I do want to tell y'all to click on the link that's in the chat for you to sign up for Miss Red's newsletter. I will be sending out a newsletter every month. January has already come out, but guess what? We're still in January. You're not late. Click the link. Mr. Daniels, click the link. So you okay. can uh, read newsletter every month. And okay. guys, I'm live every Sunday at five o'clock. But today I went at four because we had an amazing guest that we're going <laughs> to give a round of applause for. Thank you, Mr. Daniels, so much. Hey, I thank you for inviting me. I thank you for listening to me. Thank you. This was phenomenal. Mr. Daniel said this is his first podcast. You guys, did he not knock it out the park? Did he not come and step into the ring with Miss Red and came out with nothing but a knockout? I love it. You guys, remember, if you are not stepping on anyone's toes, then you are not walking. Signing out, Miss Red. Have a blessed one. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>